Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to talk about a very serious topic, and that is, why is it that people in general... Most people, average person, however you want to define that, never become wealthy to the degree that they can retire and live happily ever after, to the degree that they would consider themselves rich, to the degree that they would let themselves out of the stress of thinking that they have to have more. Well, I've come up with three topic, three reasons, and I'm going to break them into three topics that I think are the driving reasons behind people's failure to achieve financial freedom. The first one, and I'll define it as, or make a statement as, more will never get you to enough. What do I mean by that? Well, the average person out there is driven their entire life to climb the ladder of success. They're driven to want more. So wanting more is going to be the drive more than wanting enough. Now you say, well, Dell, that doesn't make any sense. Of course, everybody wants more. Of course. But if you want more, are you ever happy with what you have? And the answer is no. So you end up living your entire life in this frustrated, really, days of why can't I get to more? Because more never ends. And it's a frustrating, never-ending journey that will drive you nuts. Yet, it gets its hooks into people at a very early age. You know, it's funny. There's enough in so many things, right? There was enough when you stopped growing taller, and then there was it. There was enough. There was enough when you went through 12 grades, And then you went to college and went to another four or five or six more years. But somewhere along the line, there had to be enough. But what about those people that it's never enough? Well, then they go four years of college and they go to six years of college. They go to eight years of college. You see people get out of college, go get a job and say, you know what? I'm going to go back and get some more education because obviously more education, more. There's that word more education will lead to more success and more money and more happiness. All thinking that it's all about more. Whereas I dropped out of college, my second, actually my third year, I believe, because I saw that there was no more that I could obtain from college. It was time to move on to something different. If you continue to believe, if you believe that what you do, if you continue to do what you are doing, will eventually get you something different, that is the definition of insanity by somebody who ever wrote that statement. It's a great statement. But if you want something to change, you have to change. 
Now, the problem with most people is they can't change. Well, can't is a terrible word. Let me rephrase that. They won't change. And they won't change because they have been trained into this methodology of more. What I mean is, when you look at money, you have related it to, I need to make this amount of income a year. I'm a $100,000 a year guy. I'm doing pretty well. I'm a $200,000 a year guy. I'm doing very well. I'm probably somebody pretty big in a pretty big company to make a half a mil a year. If I make a mil a year, I'm either a low-level sports guy, like the worst guy on the team, or I'm like the best CEO in my industry type deal, you know? And then I'm, I know their CEOs in big companies go all the way up to 20, 50 million a year, whatever it is. But the, the bottom line, you get the point. So you believe that the way to get there is to continue to climb the ladder through corporate America, or you might even have your own business, and you might think, okay, uh, the way to get there is to have one franchise, then two franchises, then three, then five. And that's a better idea, but it's still an idea based on more. And as long as you're chasing more, there's never going to be an enough, right? And I see this with people all the time. They can't look around them to see what's going on around them. Because they're working on more. I remember my story that I tell people is that I was working in the health club industry. I started as a, you know, just a trainer and a cleaner of the gym and moved up into an assistant. No, I actually went right from cleaner right to manager. I jumped over assistant manager, went to manager, then manager, a larger location, eventually became a supervisor running three clubs. Then I eventually got up to five. I think the most ever ran was six clubs at the same time. But all that was more, more, more and more. Throughout that entire career, I worked 12 hours a day, six days a week. More to the point of there was no more hours left that I could work. But that more one day got shattered when a guy walked into the gym, one of the gyms I was working at. And actually, it wasn't one day. It was every day the guy would walk in, come in, sign in in his sweatsuit. And it was back in the 70s or 80s, whatever it was back then. I think it was the 80s. And he had on you know those fancy sweatsuits. He had his little racquetball racket with him in his little zip-up pouch, and he'd walk in there, and he'd go out, and he'd get on the machines and chit-chat with his buddies for a little while, and not long, and then his time would come up for his court time, and he'd go play racquetball, and he knew everybody, and there was, you know, playing all the time and trying to, it's like a golf game. Racquetball became like golf. You had to play it. You had to have handicap and so forth. Then he would get out of there, and he'd go, and he'd take a shower, or go go in the sauna. He'd go from the wet sauna to the dry sauna and then dip in the cold pool or back in the swim pool and back in the sauna. And then he'd go back for a massage, shower, and leave. About 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, say, yeah, i got to get back to the office for a few minutes. And I go, what the heck do you do? And the guy said, I own real estate. And I said, I don't, I don't understand. What, what does that mean to own real estate? He goes, well, I own, and he defined whatever it was. I don't even remember what kind of real estate he owned. I think it was, could have been business, uh, could have been um, commercial buildings, could have been apartments. I don't even remember. But it was something where he didn't have to get up and go to work. There was really no job to it other than managing the asset, which takes a lot less time than going to work and managing the work and the day-to-day activity of a business. You're managing 
the business and not working in the business. And that's a big difference. But you can never get to that side because you won't even talk to a guy like that or a guy like me that's on the other side because you don't have the time because you're too busy focused on working up through that ladder of success. And as long as you believe that real success lies at the end or the top of the ladder, you're not going to look at either side and see people that are at or above your financial situation not working at all. So you have no belief system that you literally can get to the point where there's enough. Now, the problem with the enough concept is that there never is enough. Because no matter what it is you get paid, you want more. As soon as you get more, you elevate your standard of living, your costs go up, and now you're forced to need to maintain that level just to maintain. You haven't got ahead at all. So more never solves the problem of more. It just puts you in a situation where you're a higher level of need and needing more because you've elevated your cost of living. And so you can see the vicious cycle here. You can never get out of it. You can't walk away from it. I talk about it many times as like being getting on a train. The train's going to where you don't want to go. It's the, the life that leads by climbing the ladder you'll never want to get to. But as that train takes off, you think, well, even though it's going the wrong direction, I'll get on it for a little while and see where it takes me. And then it's up to 20 miles an hour, and you get a chance to get off, and you don't. 50, 100, you can't get off. Today we're talking about why people won't get started in trying to build a financial free lifestyle. And in the first segment, we talked about the most powerful draw against getting started is that more is never enough. You just got to have more, need more, and you believe that you have to keep working because the only way you know how to make any money is to work. So you have to work more and continue to try to work your way up the ladder, so forth. Okay, So that's what we talked about last segment. And we ended the segment talking about my train theory. My train theory works like this. I believe that very early on in life, you make a decision, and that is to compromise. And you say, okay, I'm now needing to get a job. I need to make some money. And so you go out there and you take a job that you're not really satisfied with. You don't really think it's taking you where you want to go. But you know you need something, so you get on. I call it getting on the train. Now, the train's leaving the station, and when the train leaves, it's going about $30,000 a year speed, $40,000 a year speed, whatever. And it's enough to get you going. You got something taking you somewhere. You're moving somewhere in life. You're talking to your friends and family about, I'm going somewhere. You know, may not like where you're going. You may not like the career path. You may not see it as, you, you know, your dream. And it may not be taking you to massive wealth. But you're on a train, you're going somewhere, and so you're happy. About the time you start to get good or you get tired of this going the wrong direction, you think, you know what, I'm really going the wrong direction in my life here. I better get off this train. And you look around and you go, I'm going to jump. It's, it's still going slow enough I can jump off and go make a new life and survive long enough to get a better job, a different job, whatever. And then your boss offers you a raise. And all of a sudden you're going from $40,000 a year uh, to sixty dollars or $80,000 a year. And the train just got faster. And all they did was make the train fast enough that you wouldn't jump off. That's all they did. 
It's just that's the only reason you get a raise. You don't get a raise because they value your work. You get a raise because they don't want you to quit. Now, far nobody tell me that's not true. That's the reason they give you a raise. Because otherwise, they would do what I do in my businesses, which I basically tell people, look, I know you're worth more than what I'm paying you. But the job that you're doing is not worth more than what I'm paying you. So if you're doing doing job A, you get paid job A's pay. If you're doing job B, you get paid what job B gets paid. Just because you do job A very well doesn't mean you get paid more to do job A. But see, the rest of the world out there doesn't see it that way. They want you to stay, so they give you a raise. And pretty soon, all their job positions are paying way too much. And then they got to lay people off. And so in the end run, it just comes around and stabs you in the back. But on the front end of it, it keeps you on the train. Now you get another promotion just about the time you think, okay, now I'm really good. I'm mid-management. I'm really good. Other companies are, you know, starting to headhunt me and look for me and whatever. And you think, I'm going to get out of here and go do something different. Maybe even go do my own thing now. Maybe I'm good enough now to start my own thing. And what do they do? They give you another raise. And the train gets going faster. My friend, somewhere along the line, the train's going so fast you can't get off. That's all there is to it. You're stuck. You can't jump off that train. It won't work. Now, slow me down a little bit. I don't want to work this hard. But they don't ever get off the train. Jumping off the train at that point in your life when you have all the bills for your brand new giant home and your three cars, one for you, one for your spouse, one for your kid, or maybe two for your kids, you've got college education costs, your standard living's through the ceiling. And your parents are starting to get old, so it's time to start thinking about how you're going to take care of them. Then people start talking to you about retirement. You go, man, you better start saving some money. You're going to have to retire someday, and you start thinking about that. Yeah. And so you start trying to stick some money aside for that. And now someone says, hey, why don't you jump? In fact, come over here with me and let's go into business ourselves and do this ourselves. And you go, well, what's our guaranteed pay? None. What's our insurance? Well, none until we can afford to buy it. No way. You're stuck. You're on the train, guys. At some point along the way, you hear enough radio shows from Del Wamsley and you go, you know, we got to look into this alternative passive income stream stuff. And you start thinking about it and it starts eating at you. I had, um, I was talking to one of my uh, team members over here and we had this conversation, you know, it's really difficult for people to come and watch our seminar, see it, understand how you can make this thing work, understand how you can be wealthy and then not do it. And I said, yeah, but you have to understand this. They go to that two-day seminar, and then they go home, and they don't do this. Every single day they get up and hear this radio show again. Every single day they get up and go to work, and the, the traffic is too heavy, or the, the kids and, and the spouse take up so much of your time, there's no time to get everything done. If all this stuff, frustration, they think about us. They can never get us off their mind because they know it works. See, that's the secret. Once you know it works, you've got to try it. But then, once you know it works and you've got to try it, you now run into all the other problems. The number one problem people run into, why they don't start, is because there's no value for small gains. Hey, I'm going to go buy a rent house and make $500 a month. Go, 
that doesn't do me any good. You know, I make X hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever. Five hundred dollars a month doesn't mean anything to me because they, they can't see that it's a beginning. It's it's a growth process. So the beginnings are so small. Now, some people have enough money saved already. They can join and start with big projects that overcomes that fear for them. But if you have to start with a small or medium project and take two or three steps to get there, then that's very difficult for some people. The other one is instantaneous gratification. It's amazing how when people get money, they immediately go out and buy houses and cars and boats and planes and things. Things that they never needed before, never will probably even use, but they buy the things that come with money. It's always this instantaneous gratification, the newest phone, the newest watch, the newest clothes, the newest this, the newest that. And that keeps them from being able to get started because they can't, they can't see diverting even $1 into something that doesn't do anything instantly for them. You buy a rent house, you got to wait 30 days to get your first rent check, and it's only $500. Boy, that's anticlimactic. That's sure not going to turn anybody on that's an instantaneous gratification freak. No. So that one gets them. But the one I'm going to cover when we come back from break, the ability to maintain focus in life is probably the number one reason why people don't have the ability mentally to become financially free. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop, just like Carolina did. Register lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about three different reasons why people are unable to motivate themselves to become financially free and to live the great life that I'm living in many, many hundreds, if not, well, actually thousands of people that we've mentored along the way have been living for the last 32 years since we started doing this. So the next one we're on to is 
the problem about balancing your life, right? That just life just doesn't give you enough opportunity. So in other words, you overcome problem number one, which is enough is not never enough. And that there's always need to be more, more, more job, more job, more job, more so forth. Right. And you've overcome the instantaneous gratification that you want stuff right now. And you're not willing to think about the future. Um, you've overcome the fact that you realize you're going to have to make small gains. You're going to have to start somewhere and build into financial success. It doesn't happen overnight, right? But now you run into the third one, which is the ability to focus your attention in the direction necessary to make this stuff happen. And I've always looked at life uh, since I started being successful as a balancing act, a juggling act. And I remember seeing when I was a kid one time, this juggling act where this guy had these pool sticks set up uh, in a row on end. And he'd take a plate and put the plate up on the pool stick and spin it, get it rotating. And he'd get one plate spinning, then he'd move over to the next plate, pick up another plate, put it on the next stick and get that one spinning. And then he would go down to the third one, pick up another plate and put it on, get it spinning. But about the time he got to the third one, he had to run back to the first one and give it a few hits. You know, hit it again, get to continue to spin. And then he'd move down and put the fourth one on. And then he'd have to go back to the to the second one and spin it. Then he'd put the fifth one on, go back to the third one and spin it. And then he'd put the sixth one on and go back to the fourth one and spin it. But by the time you go back to the fourth one and spin it, then he had to go back and do one, two, three to put number six on. And he'd put number six on. Then he'd have to go two, three, four and put number seven on. And it was just it was incredible to watch this guy know where those plates were starting to falter that he had to get back over there and spin that plate again to keep them all spinning at the same time. If ever he took his attention away from the balance of all of it, plates would start to fall. That's the way your life is. Your life has this giant puzzle that you have to figure out how to put together with spinning plates. And you have to get them all taken care of. If you don't, you start dropping plates. And by the way, there's a lot of people in this world who drop plates on a regular basis. Whenever you watch TV shows, because it would never be you, but you watch about these families that fall apart and, you know, they have drug addiction kids and, you know, all these other problems with their kids. They have all these problems with their own alcoholism and drug addiction. They have all these problems with sickness and health and obesity. And, you know, it, it, you got neighbor problems. you got job problems. The world is just this accumulation of problems. And the people out there that cannot solve those problems and keep those plates, each one of those kinds of plates in their lives balanced, they're not going to make it to the big times. They're constantly either going to be just barely treading water, meaning I got all them plates. I got four plates up, baby, and I'm keeping those four plates afloat. Or they're going to be the person that doesn't realize that they realize I'd like to have plate five and plate six and be better off. But when they go for five and six, they drop one and two. They just lose control of something else. In other words, they've only learned how to master spinning four plates at one time. And they can pick any four they want to pick, but they're going to fall to the floor. So I wrote down some of the things because I was thinking about today in my life. 
before I did the show, I was just thinking, what are all the things that I have to take care of? Because, you know, I'm retired. I don't even have a job. I do an hour radio show. That's not much. And yet, I still find myself from get up six in the morning to start with the dogs and enjoy my dogs to going to bed last night at like two o'clock in the morning, you know, watching TV shows, watching, studying. I'm now studying guitar, so I'm on the Internet studying guitar and music and and musicians and whatever it is. It's that I'm busy from dawn to dusk and late all the time, even though I don't even have a job. It's because I have so many things in my, so many things on my plate or so many plates on my balancing board. You follow me? So I was looking at some of this up. First, you got to start with health. And so every day I got to get up and take all these pills. I've, I've got, I got a basket of pills I take. I got to take them twice a day. Then I've got to deal with doctors and doctor's appointments because to get all those pills and to have all these different things that you're working on all the time, you got I got to see three different kinds of doctors. So each one of them wants to see me like quarterly. So there's three mornings a, a quarter that are wasted, right? Fitness. I exercise every day. So whether I go and lift weights, which is about four days a week or five days a week, and then I do some aerobics uh, another day a week. I take one day a week off. There's exercise. That's anywhere from one to two hours a day, right? Spouse. You got to spend time talking to your spouse. You got to spend time going places your spouse wants to go that you don't necessarily want to go, but they want you to go. Uh, you might even have sex. <laughs> There's a possibility, right? Uh, you have to sit out and enjoy some time with them at dinners. You, you got to go to dinner. And in other words, to keep a relationship going, you've got to relate in some way, shape, or form. Kids. Man, if you got them home, you got school every day. You've got a, a special event you got to take them to. You got to feed them every day and clothe them every day. And just to me, it's like the dogs. I got to, I got to, I don't know what it is about these dogs, but they wake up every single day. They need to be fed and watered every day. They need to be played every day. They need to go to the bathroom every day. It's just every day. It's over and over. It's just like kids. I laugh all the time. I go, I didn't work this hard with my kids. But maybe I should have worked as hard with my kids as I do with my dogs because my dogs love me more. <laughs> That's a joke. Job. Now you got to get them to go to your job. And you got to get there. You get that drive there and back and back and there. And then you got to think about, and for me, I've got investments. So I own 27 different companies. I get emails all the time about stuff, right? Especially my customers. I have 50,000 clients and I have a, an open email agreement that anybody asks me a question, I'll either answer it myself or get someone to answer for them. So I've got, you know, get a lot of emails every day, but it, but it's time, right? In all my investments, my companies and so forth, I'm constantly watching them uh, on spreadsheets and tracking them. I don't work in the business, but I track the heck out of these businesses to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, home maintenance, my gosh. My dad told me some when I was young, I just didn't understand. Now I do. It's not what it costs to buy it. It's what it costs to maintain it, both in time and dollars. My home is a mansion. In fact, it's a mansion with acreage, and it is a full-time job just to maintain it every which way, shape, and form you can think of. Even just taking the trash out twice a week is hard for me because we have so much, and it's 
weird how they take your time to make you put divide your trash into recyclables and non-recyclables and cardboard and glass and plastic and bills, legal work, things that have to be done just to get the day done. So I'm sure you even have more than those, but those are the basic things. So all of that stuff is going to keep you busy constantly, right? Constantly busy. So how do you get anything new done? Well, you're going to have to prioritize. And that's something that is a little different because you've always prioritized, like it said in, in the problem number one, you've prioritized more toward your job. So now you're going to have to tell your boss you can't work those extra two or three hours a day extra. You say, I'll work my regular hours. Would you like extra work? No, I really can't. I've got some stuff at home that's really important right now. We've got some family issues we're working on. And maybe you need to take some time from working those extra hours. Maybe it's the TV. Maybe you just cut. I found that I, I found a lot of time for my new hobby of playing guitar by just stop watching TV. I mean, it's amazing how many hours a day. I think I was watching like three hours a day of TV. I cut it back to like 30 minutes of one great show a day or something like that. I got rid of all the news, which is ridiculous. You just got to cut things back and find ways, you know, to get them done. And in other words, some stuff like land landscaping, I had to hire two or three different landscaping crews so that I could, I didn't have to go out there and do stuff. I had enough different people to get stuff done that it wasn't my time doing it. So the bottom line is, guys, we're all spinning plates. And when we come back, let's talk about how we go from spinning plates to being rich. And we've covered uh, quite a few topics. This last topic I want to cover here today is how do you overcome all these things we brought up in the last three segments of why you can't do this stuff. And really the truth is, is that you've got to take a look at, step back from your life for a second and say, okay, what plates, first of all, am I balancing? What, am I, what are the things in my life? I'd suggest you write them all down. What are the things on a daily, weekly basis that you have to get done? Just write them down. And, and literally, this process, this work process, this wasted 30 minutes of your life is the most valuable 30 minutes that you're going to take in a long time because you've got to look at where your life is being spent, where the time is being spent, because time is the one thing God has taken away. I mean, you can have anything you want except more time. When it's over, it's over. And there's only 24 hours in a day, and we all work with the same 24 hours. So people who are successful do it faster and more efficiently. People who are unsuccessful do it slow and very inefficiently. So let's take a look at this. Where am I spending my hours? And knowing that I want to try to put a new plate up there for balancing in my balancing act, where can I cut some of the stuff out that's on my plate right now? I found when I got the dogs... That mornings were wasted. I was sleeping until 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't have to do a radio show until 11 uh, or 12 in the morning. So um, I was sleeping into 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. I go, boy, I, if I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and by the way, I just found 6 as a number because that's when the dogs would wake up to have to go to the bathroom. So I started getting up at 6 every day. Once I started getting up at 6 every day, I had three hours extra to my day. I never even realized was there. My wife's still in bed. <laughs> so it's perfect because she's still in bed. Time's all mine. No other distractions, right, other than getting the dogs. So 
But the next thing was I got better and better and better and get the dog set up and ready to go. I got a system for that so I could get the dogs ready to go and happy in a much quicker time, giving me more of that three hours for myself. Hey, if you can only hack out an hour by getting up an hour earlier, or another thing I found was at night, I found that we were staying up watching news after 10 o'clock at night, the 10 o'clock news, just to see what crazy stuff. And I always watch Fox on one side and, and CNN on the other because I want to see what both idiots say. And if I figure out what this guy lies this much and this guy lies that much, somewhere in the middle is what the news really is, right? Um, but I just left that out because I found I could go a whole week without news and come back in a week and hurt, and they, they recap everything that happened for the whole week anyway. So I just gave that up, and there all of a sudden was another two hours that I had from 10 to 12. So if you can pick an hour up in the morning or an hour up at night, and some of you, it's lunchtime. I have had tons of people tell me that, Dell, I just stop what I'm doing in the middle of the day and take my lunch and turn right when your show's on. I take my lunch at your show every single day, and that's their day, and that's their hour of learning. And you're going to have to pick that hour of learning. Then the next thing you need to do when you got this all written down on on this piece of paper of what you do, you're going to have to do what we all do. You have to learn to speed up your day, to be more effective in your day. And I liken it to what I had to do when I'm learning the guitar. So you go on there and you learn. They, they teach you to play these um, scales. So it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And when you start out, it's A, plunk. B, plunk, C, plunk, D, plunk, 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 E, B, B, D, B, B. And you start very slow so you don't have the attempt to do it faster than you can do it. You make sure you do it right. So you go A, B, C, D. And when you got it down, you can go through the whole scale. Then you move the metronome up to 70 or 60 or whatever you need and do it a little faster. And then you move it up a little faster, a little faster. And believe it or not, with practice, you can get it up to where you can run that metronome at about 120 you know, beats per minute, twice as fast as what you did before and sound better than when you were plunking away. That's the same way life is, guys. You can get your life down to where you can do your day's activity twice as fast and it be more effective, more melodic, more beautiful, more successful just by being better at what you do. Vince Lombardi said it best. Practice doesn't make perfect. You're practicing what you do right now every day. You've got a life's plan. You've got a, a, a goal. You're practicing your plan every day. But Vince said practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So you've got to sit down and write down on that sheet of paper what a perfect day would look like for you. And remember, it might be a perfect Monday, a perfect Tuesday, a perfect Wednesday, because I do different things on different days because different things come up on different days, but on a regular basis, right? So I rearrange my my day, and so I have a Monday kind of day, a Tuesday kind of day, a Wednesday kind of day, and so forth. But, man, I'm good at that kind of day. Those things are ingrained into me. Just like now I can play those those tones on that guitar, they're ingrained. I don't have to look at the sheet of paper anymore. My fingers know where to go. My brain is engaged. It just happens. The same thing happens with my life. The stuff that needs to get done just happens. Now, when something new comes in, I realize I have to look at that and go, okay, which way am I going to shift this? I need to either cut that part of my day down. Take, instead of that being an hour for the kids today, I'm going to do 30 minutes for the kids. Or instead of an hour for the wife, I'm going to do 30 minutes for the wife. I'm going to do two hours for the gym. I'm going to do an hour for the gym, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe I take today's gym off to go take care of this legal issue. 
go down and like yesterday, I had to go down and register my trailer and my automobiles down at the, the courthouse and so forth. That took away time from something, right? So once you get this planning of your life down, then you only have one thing left to overcome. And that is this belief that, my God, even if I get to where I can create enough income to retire on, I won't be getting more. And that's the last failure belief people have. They believe once you become retired, once you become satiated, once you become happy, and you're really, truly happy, that ends the goal for more. But the truth of the matter is, once you ever become satiated and happy, then more becomes very easy. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.